Welcome to episode two of KT Confidential. Today we are talking about haunted houses and we've got some great stories for you. We hope you enjoy this one. Hey guys, welcome back to KT Confidential. This is episode number two. Today we're talking about haunted houses. Well, it's one of the topics, that's right. Last week... I'm excited to talk about haunted houses. You have a story? I've got a couple incidents. I have an interesting story that I'll... I'll share. Yeah, so last week, uh, during episode one, we posted uh, on Facebook, and we had Andrew chime in with a question for us, and that was um, wanting to know if we have any stories about haunted houses. So I'll let you go first. Well, this story is actually nothing real estate related. It's more personally related. So is mine. So about uh, six years ago, Natalie decided she's going to treat me to a nice birthday vacation. Three days in Collingwood at what was then called the Beald House Inn. Okay. Never been to a bed and breakfast. I was quite excited. They had a, uh, a chef on site and, uh, you know, in September there's not much to do in Collingwood, but uh, we figured we would take it easy spend a weekend in Collingwood. It was great. I was excited. So we pull up to the place. It's late at night. And ever seen the movie uh, Amityville Horror? I have not. Well, you know, the typical haunted house look. Like this place looked flat out fucking haunted. Like, no question, it looked haunted. I just didn't think it was. Anyways, the first night uh, we were there, it was all good. Second night, which was my birthday, we decided, uh, okay, we'll have dinner at the uh, at the inn. It was included, part of the package. It was fine. We went for a little walk downtown Collingwood. Came back, it was, uh, I don't know, about 2 o'clock in the morning. Needless to say, it was my birthday, and we were away. I was a little bit... Uh, I had a few beverages that night. Probably an understatement. Yeah, probably. And you got to remember, so Natalie and I had been dating then for maybe 10 months or so, so not even a year. And uh, we approached the, um, the staircase to go up to the second floor where all the rooms are. And I just started crying, like flat out bawling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> you must have been really drunk. Well, that's what she thought, right? Like, how fucking drunk is this guy? Like, he is retarded drunk. Yeah. And I, I swear to God, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I started feeling pressure, and, and I was drunk, so it was, to me, everything was a little bit probably elevated. But I started saying, this isn't good, this isn't good. And I didn't know what, but like I felt pressure. I didn't want to go up the stairs. I felt like somebody was watching me and I felt scared. I felt like, I don't know, I can't even explain how I felt. So for the next couple of years, uh, Natalie would tell this story and make fun of me and tell all her friends, I, you know, can't believe I stayed with this guy. Can you imagine? He was crying and on his birthday, drunk, like... 
who is this idiot? Anyway, uh, one night we were, I'm, in, I'm into haunted stuff. I like, you know, the paranor paranormal activity shows and, and all of those things. So I, I watch them from time to time. And uh, I started searching for haunted houses and haunted places in Ontario. And somehow in my, in, when I was scrolling on uh, the Google search, um, the Beald House came up and there's a, um, so there's a TV show, a Canadian TV show. I don't know if uh, it ever got aired um, on a, a major publication of any kind, but they, um, they actually did an episode at the Beald House because of all the complaints from owners, staff, and, and previous visitors that the place is in fact haunted. And one of the original owners was a um, was a brain surgeon hmm. and did a lot of operations in the basement of this house. Sounds like a movie. It totally does. In fact, um, there were clips, video of body parts being like kept in jars and formaldehyde. That's what he used to do, like keep body parts throughout the house. Anyway, so the place is haunted and everything that I was experiencing, like that pressure and, and started crying like a schoolgirl going up the stairs, was exactly what the, um, I don't know what they're called, not psychics, but paranormal experts mm -hmm. uh, exactly the same thing that they felt going up the stairs so that was my redemption I looked at Natalie and I said see I wasn't just drunk so what was it called the the Beald house, Beald house. Uh, so the Beald house actually is uh, it's more than I don't know it was built in the 1800s and it was the original home for I think the first mayor of Collingwood um, it no longer is an operating business it's just there um, I think developers want to try and turn it into a condo complex or something but because of its heritage um, to the to the town I don't think uh, anything will ever become of it but um, so if anyone's listening and they're on their maybe sixth or seventh date and they really want to lock in their relationship with their significant other they should Go to the Beald House. Go to a go to a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. What's your? Uh, I had two. That, did, that wasn't very exciting, but well, uh, uh, pretty exciting just to hear that you cried like a baby. I was. I was totally crying like a baby, and um, I never experienced anything like that. Like the pressure, and and you know, I didn't know what was going on. She clearly didn't know. It's what, a shame she wasn't recording it. I know that would have been yeah. that would have been good to look back at. So what? Uh, so when I was younger, I don't know how old I was. I was probably in my late teens, I suspect, um, I used to enjoy going to abandoned properties with a handful of my friends. So there were two that were quite memorable. One, uh, which was really fun, it was the dead of winter, it was late at night, and somebody told us about the Whitby Psych Ward. So it's a huge facility made up of multiple buildings, and it had been abandoned, I imagine, for years. 
so that was fun. So we went there, found an open window. We were able to sneak in. They had these underground, like narrow passageways connecting all the buildings. Um, and it was in rough shape. Like most of the buildings were flooded. And because it was winter, they were f- frozen. So, you you know, there was like six to 12 inches of ice in most hallways. And then when there's, you know, graffiti everywhere and you hear noises and shit. So it's kind of creepy. And I remember walking down one hallway and I didn't experience anything, but it's just creepy in itself. But there was like one of those, um, like an old wheelchair with straps on the handlebars frozen to the floor. And it just looked creepy, just sitting there in the middle of the hallway. Uh, so that was fun. That was that was one of the better places I went to. Uh, the other place we went to, there was um, an abandoned house off of uh, one of the uh, side roads in Mississauga. And we went in there, and it was a creepy one. We heard a lot of noises, like chanting and strange sounds. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, it was really creepy. And things that we couldn't explain. And everybody heard them, so it was not like it was just one person going crazy. Um, but in that one... Uh, on the second floor, you could access the attic. So uh, it had a, a fixed stairwell that walked up to the attic, and there was a doorway at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, so I decided to go up, so I opened the door. And again, it's nighttime, so it's dark. I have a little flashlight. I walk up the stairs, and my fucking friends behind me, don't they lock the door on me? So they slam the door shut. And lock it. I run back down the stairs. I'm trying to kick the door down because it was scary. I've never been uh, that scared in my life. I had no legitimate reason to be scared, but it was freaky. Yeah, I'd be scared. Yeah. So that was it for me. So You ever heard of the uh, ghost walks of Hamilton or the ghost walks yeah. in Niagara? Yeah. I've always wanted to do one of those. Should yeah. plan like a, a team outing. and. That's a good idea. I We've never had to sell a haunted house, though. If anybody listening has done any of the ghost walks, the one in Hamilton or Niagara, we'd love to hear the feedback on it. I wonder if people would, how many people would completely rule out buying a house if there was a history of it being haunted? So I'll tell you a quick story. Well, let me ask you a question. When you're out showing property and you're out showing somebody a home that a buyer a home Mm -hmm. when you're at the bedroom level like let's say it's a two-story home and you you go up to the second story do you go in you yourself do you go in every bedroom yeah of course i go in i try to turn all the lights on and i'm always the last to leave i turn the lights on for them and i turn the lights off as we're leaving so i do the same thing yeah. Anytime I'm showing a buyer a property, I want to know everything about the house, whether they're interested in it. We might have another client that's interested, so it's good to know everything about the property. I open closets. Uh, I'm looking for leaks in the ceiling, things like that. So I always go into every single bedroom, every room in the home. I don't think I've ever told you this story. So there's a property here in Milton on Thompson Road. This was now maybe three, four years ago. And I had a first-time buyer as a client, really nice guy, that um, I'd been showing him homes for maybe 
I don't know, two or three weeks. And he sends me a late night text message and uh, says, hey, what about this house on, it wasn't on Thompson, it was on um, maybe on Laurier or I can't remember now. Thompson and Yates, would that make sense? Yeah. Um, oh, I think I know the house you're talking about. So anyways, he sends me, you, you tell me if, if this is the same house. He sends me the text message, can we see this property? And you got to remember, it's like midnight, sends me the text message. I said, yeah, okay, when do you want to see it? Says, tomorrow morning, I'm free. So first thing in the morning, I call the brokerage, book it, got a confirmation right away, go out to see the house. Now, usually, I do my due diligence on the property. I even print out a copy of the MLS listing for myself to make sure I haven't missed any inclusions, exclusions, just so I have all the details right there, or I email myself a copy of it, whatever, right? I didn't do that with this particular property because of the quick turnaround, and, you know, I'd been working with them for a few weeks, and for whatever reason, I didn't do it. So we show up to the house, and I'm looking at the house. We start walking through the house, and it and it shows really well Um, we get to the kitchen and there's a walk out to the backyard and the homeowner's there we didn't know like I knocked and everything the homeowner's there she's sitting outside it was middle of summer and she's having a um, coffee and reading a book uh, sitting on the uh, like a picnic table I said oh I'm sorry we didn't know you're home she said, oh, that's no problem. Uh, I knew about your appointment. I just figured I wouldn't stay in the house and I'd let you guys take the tour. I said, oh, great. Thank you very much. So at that point, we did a little walk in the backyard just to check out the backyard and have a chat with her. And I commented about the table that she was sitting at. And I said, wow, this this table is beautiful. And she says, yeah, he built it. And I didn't think about it. You could tell the way she answered. She, it was um, a touchy subject. And uh, anyways, I, I didn't know what she meant by that. We went on to see the rest of the house. We get upstairs and my client is walking into the bedrooms and I followed him into the master bedroom. I followed him into the third bedroom. And then the second bedroom, for whatever reason, I did not go in. I just didn't go in. I, I always go in. I don't know why I didn't go in. And I just had this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach. So I said, you know, take your time and I'll meet you downstairs. I'll just let her know that we're wrapping up. Anyways, so uh, we leave the house, and he says, I like it. I said, great. I said, let me do some homework on the property. I think it's priced extremely well, like really low. If if everything checks out, we'll we'll put an offer in. Anyways... um, Steve, do you have to use the bathroom? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
So for those listening, the bathroom is approximately six feet from where Adrian and I are sitting. If you listen closely. <laughs> if you listen closely, it's not, it's not a leak in the ceiling. Anyway, so I went back and I did the research on the property. And um, as I'm doing it, he texts me a link. So I open up the link, and it's an article from, I believe it was the uh, Milton Canadian champion. The, her husband that built that table um, committed, it was a murder-suicide in the house. Yeah, that is the house I was thinking. Yeah murdered his son in his son's bedroom and then committed suicide himself. Yeah, it's a terrible story. Yeah. Um, needless to say, when there's a stigma attached to the property, if it's uh, a murder or a suicide home, I kind of steer away from them now. Well, and that one was on the market for a while, so that answers the question as to how many people would avoid it. And obviously the number's high. And the price is going to be significantly lower. But that's a terrible story. I remember when that happened. I wonder who actually bought that house. Like, how could you buy a house? I wouldn't like be surprised wouldn't if they it. had no idea. Well, they must have a really bad realtor then. But, um, like, who would buy a house? Would you buy a house like that? No, not a chance. No. Like, even if it was half of the market value, I couldn't see myself. No. Purchasing a home where something like that had happened. No, because it's stuck with it forever. What about natural death? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because that happens all the time, and that doesn't have to be disclosed. No. you have. Some, I've had some people ask about it. They ask whether or not anyone has died in the house. You don't have to disclose that, and I wouldn't either, unless it was you know, murder or suicide. Which you have to disclose. Yes. It's a stigma to the property. Yeah, it's stuck with it. I mean, indefinitely, really. Yeah. So, any other freaky things happen to you, or anything that you've seen in homes while you're out there? No, I used to have a, an old neighbor, that a next door neighbor, and he was a bit uh, different. Really nice guy, got along really well, but he he really believed in all of that stuff, and to the point where he believed that he was had some sort of uh, deeper connection with the dead and he had some did he ever prove that no but he was a bit odd on that end of the spectrum so i i believe him i went um actually i think christina may have commented on this on our instagram page she um when i was out showing them homes the jamaquio family Mm -hmm. they uh They've become great clients of ours. They, um, on the first the first purchase, when we helped them buy, uh, buy their home on Mohawk, um, we were out looking at homes and um, mostly rural, you know, a little bit out there, kind of farmland-ish areas. And you come across some really odd homes. And sometimes you see odd things. Sometimes you, you know, things that make your head scratch. 
anyways, we we went to this one house. The uh, and it was winter. The heat wasn't on. It was cold in there. I don't know if somebody was living in the property or not, but you know the house looked okay until we got to the basement. And the basement, it was um, you know that smell you get in a damp basement, like an old damp basement. It yeah. had that kind of mustiness. And there was some weird, there was definitely some weird shit happening down there, but there was like a old hospital bed, like from an insane asylum kind of hospital bed. Mm -hmm. It's like what I saw the Whitby's like word probably. Just, like just in the middle of this empty basement. And I think there was like a briefcase or something there with, I don't know what was in it. And that's all that was in the basement. And they liked the house until they saw the basement. <laughs> totally freaked them right out. Yeah. She'll probably remember more more about it than I did. But uh, I've always been a bit of a wuss when it comes to that stuff. Like for some reason, I I will torture myself and I want to see horror movies and scary things, but it just kills me. I can't sleep. And I'm always like at the end of the day, I'm always home late, and usually the last one to go to bed. So I'll go down and let Carter out. To do his thing, uh, come back in, shut the lights off, and 99% of the time I'll run up the stairs <laughs> instead of walking because I feel like somebody's going to grab my feet. I don't know why, I just always had that sensation. And it's it's bad as a real estate agent because I'm always the last one out of the house. So especially if it's the last house we're looking at, you know, we'll spend some time maybe before we leave talking about it and the other homes we've seen. I'll say goodbye and tell them I'm going to close up and and lock the door behind you, so I'll talk to you later. So they leave. And I remember once there was beautiful, it was like a two and a half million dollar home in Burlington, and it was just stunning, but uh, it was vacant, so nobody was living there. And um, and it was dark, and the house was kind of uh, secluded, lots of trees around it. Uh, so they left, and I had to walk through the house shutting off all the lights. And I just always have that weird sensation that I just need to move really quick because somebody's if I'm not somebody's gonna grab me well now we know how to play a trick on oh you. don't you dare <laughs> scare the shit out of me so the other thing we wanted to talk about today I think we can save it it's a long conversation so we'll save it for the next podcast I think it's a good idea episode three yeah so in episode three we are going to Talk about how you can cut back your cost of everyday living, where to cut back costs and your everyday spending in order to A, pay down your home quicker, or B, upgrade your home, or C, just purchase save your some fucking home. money. Yeah, well, there's the podcast. We're going to talk about how to quote unquote save some fucking money. Thank you for listening to episode two of KT Confidential. Make sure you like, subscribe, and keep following our podcast wherever you may find us.